Hey, hello. What's good, everybody? Welcome. It's the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank. And with me this week is Tyler. Tyler, you know you know what's back, baby, is racing. Absolutely. You watch, you watch any racing? Yeah. I watched, uh, watched some of that IndyCar mm-hmm. last weekend. Just watched some of the NASCAR, too, just because it's racing. Yeah. It was it was fine. It was entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I mean I'm I'll... just I'm ready for the big boys to come back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> ready for Formula One. There's some Formula One news, you know, with all the shit happening over in Ukraine with Russia invading and all that. They've they dropped the sponsor, Haas did. Uh which was uh Nikita's Mazpin's like ticket in and now they just dropped him because without the sponsor, there's no reason to suffer a driver that bad. No. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he was worth keeping around because of his performance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, there are some people who are going to be like, it's weird to like punish a Russian citizen for the actions of its government. But there's also the other aspect of, hey, he kind of didn't deserve the seat in the first place. His daddy kind of bought it for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And his... Uh... His daddy's a good friend with Putin as yeah. well. So, yeah, it's not not a good look at all. Yeah, like like the dropping of the sponsorship justified. And without the sponsorship, uh, giving the seat to Mazepin is not justified at all. Right. I agree. <laughs> like, you can, you can draw those connections without, like, being super weird about it. Yeah. Ah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm... I'm excited. I mean, they they're putting Pietro Fittipaldi. I'm w- wondering like who's going to come in and sponsor Haas now. Is this the time that uh, who was it? Um, shit, who's the American trying to make Andretti. a F1 team? Andretti. Is this the time Andretti swoops in? I've heard people talk about that, but then Andretti actually said that he he tried to buy out Haas, like Haas's F1 team, and had conversations with Gene Haas about it, and Gene was like, absolutely not. Hmm. So. It doesn't sound like that would happen, but it also wouldn't surprise me yeah, if that things would happen. Things change. Exactly. The situation has changed, man. Exactly. Shit's weird. Right. So, who knows? But, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. Two weeks. Two weeks. And then we get back to some Formula One, but Tyler... Let's talk about video games, and, you know, I'm not sure. I haven't seen you on the leaderboards for any of the license tests or any of that. Tyler, have you even played Gran Turismo 7 yet? I am... I'm curious. I played, like, 45 minutes this morning, and that's about it. And I got to the point where I'm about to do my first license test. Mm. So, yeah, I unfortunately did not... uh, not uh, get a chance to play too much of it because Friday when it came out, I went and saw the Batman, which is just takes up your whole night. And then I was mm. busy all day yesterday, so I didn't have the chance. So, but yeah, have you played much Gran Turismo Seven? Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah, I've I have played probably close to ten hours of Gran Turismo Seven. Damn. All right. Yeah. Uh, during which I've, I've, I've got the gold medals on all of the, uh, bronze license tests. I, I mean, all the, uh, B, class B license tests, and I, all the gold in the national A license test. So, uh, yeah, 
all gold up through all those licenses. So, wow. Just just throwing that challenge out there for you if, <laughs> okay. if you're in for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I've I've done a lot a lot of the uh, menus as well. But Tyler, first I have to ask, what did you think of that opening movie? I thought it was kind of neat, to be honest with you. It kind of made me tear up a little bit, a little bit yeah. of nostalgia. Yeah, for sure. It was it was cool how it went through just a lot of different historical things up to modern day. I I, uh, I enjoyed it. I I like how you can't skip it. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's think that's that's a cool thing to be yeah, honest with. I you. mean, it's a, it's an artistic choice, obviously, um, and one that I I completely agree with. This was kind of my near automata moment of realizing that oh no, the invention of the automobile and the commercialization of motored vehicles for every individual person. <laughs> Is probably what landed us in a terrible position we are today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, everyone should have a car. Fuck railroads. Fuck public transport. Everyone should own their own personal vehicle. And I'm like, oh, goddamn. We really fucking lost it really early on. <laughs> I mean, we probably didn't understand much about climate change back then, but, like, just looking back on it, it was like, oh, wow, we were we were fools. <laughs> Absolute dinguses. Right. Yeah. Um, but the cars are fucking cool. Car, th- that, th- the bottom line, cars are really, really cool. Yeah. And and I, I think Gran Turismo, if it, if anything, it understands that the most, that cars are wonderful pieces of engineering. Maybe not the solution to all our needs, but <laughs> they are magnificent pieces of machinery. Right. Yeah, this I mean this is a game if you love cars. For sure. I mean, holy moly. There's if just so much you to can do fuck with the them. cars. Yeah, you basically <laughs> you nearly can. <laughs> you can do everything up to that basically. Um the yeah, I was just kind of diving through menus just to kind of understand the game. I mean, the amount of customization you can do with any car is unbelievable. It's yeah. Absolutely overwhelming, <laughs> to be to be honest with you. It's it's so yeah. deep and, and cool. But then even just you know just kind of uh, the things you can do that are just for the love of cars or racing. Like the photo mode is just awesome in how you can oh, just escapes do... has been great. Yeah, and then yeah, you can even like during replays or races too. Just like take really cool photos of like action shots, and you can just make the cars pop and look really beautiful i mean it is it is so awesome what you can do and you could do a lot of that in sport but i feel like they they took it to the next level with this for sure yeah it really seems like sport was something they put out (laughs) to like kind of bridge them to this like that that was kind of like hey this is what we have now uh we're still actually working on the game that that's what sport feels like because they didn't release a numbered gran turismo for the playstation 4 Uh uh-uh no. Um, actually, wait, hold on. This does go on a PlayStation Four, though. The, well, yeah, the, yes, there is a PS4 right. version. You're right, but I understand what you're saying. There wasn't like a mainline game just for PlayStation Four, you know, yeah. really during its life cycle. So, yeah, Sport Sport was only well, the only one really. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of this game they they took a lot of 
what's great about sport and kind of put it in this game too. Like, yeah. I haven't done really any online racing or anything, but it seems like all that sportsmanship stuff is there and and the events calendar and all correct and like the official FIA races. Yep, are are still there. Yep. Michael Massey uh, directing all those races online. God. Some sometimes it feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what's what's some of the coolest stuff you've done in the game since you've you've played so much of it? Like, what's some of your favorite oh, stuff? Favorite cars, tracks, whatever. I, you know, what the thing I really like about this is just, and maybe it's because I'm a little bit of a dork and a nerd for cars a little bit. Um, I, I like the menu stuff, like how it's how like the game is like pro, the, the progression of the game, how it's like, hey. Uh, let's talk about this kind, these kinds of cars from this era, mm-hmm. and uh, like, and each car has its has a, at least like a two or three paragraph long description of its history and how it came to be. Um, there, there's like, there are like designers in in that show up in the Gran Turismo Cafe, uh, that will come in and talk about designing the cars and like their experiences designing cars. There's another automobile expert, I think his name's Chris, who shows up in the cafe, who talks about the current car you're driving. Um, yeah, there's just... I really appreciate how much this game appreciates cars, because it's it's great. Like, just, like, of course, the cars look good from the outside, but once you get in... I drive in cockpit view. Yeah, me in too. In Gran Turismo. Me too. And just looking at the interiors of these cars, like, they, it's... Like they look great. Oh like I, God. I drove like an old '60s Beetle. Um, I drove like uh, an '80s Mustang. Like it's like these. The interiors of these cars look just excellent and like exactly like I. I drove a car. Oh shit! What? What? Which car was it? Um, a Genesis, uh, the Hyundai Genesis. Um, and I, I test drove one of those in real life, and, it, and just getting behind the wheel of it again, it, it felt, like, really familiar what those Hyundai interiors look like nowadays. Yeah. Um, it's like they, they have gone above and beyond to make these cars look exactly as they do in real life. And it it's just, it's a, like, there's there are so many cars in this game, it's, it's a wonder how they, like, managed to get through them all. Right. It, yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's. I cannot imagine how much time it takes to model all these cars. Basically, like to get every single little detail inside and out. Right. Like, man, this is crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And uh, I. I. I do enjoy the racing. The racing's good. The racing is still still awesome. They. I, I'm playing with like level like the lowest traction control without turning it off and a uh, weak ABS. Uh, so so that so that's where I'm going in from a settings perspective using my wheel in my in my racing chair. Uh, it's it's a wonderful experience. I I just man it, this game makes me feel like feel the way I did playing those classic Gran Turismo's as a kid like mm. Gran Turismo 2 it's uh it, it I just have a whole lot of nostalgia for this kind of car game that isn't like all in your face like 
pop culture crap. Like I, I appreciate Forza Horizon, but that's just, that game is so bizarre and out there that it kind of misses the point about these cars. They're like, they just throw so many cars at you at a rapid pace that it's like you never really learn to appreciate any car at all right. in Forza Horizon and. I feel like in Gran Turismo, I'm really uh, getting an appreciation for some some of these cars, especially like some of these old classic American muscle cars. Like, they their ass goes out. Like, if you put your foot on, down on the pedal, yeah. Like, the, you're fucking. Mm, it's the the cars just have so much character. Like, each one feels like distinct and. Like, I, I feel like Forza Horizon, and not to just make this a comparison between the ga- games, but, like, that's the obvious comparison. Um, Forza Horizon kind of devolves into all the cars kind of feel the same with, like, maybe some of them perform better, but you're ideally driving them all similarly. Mm-hmm. Um, where I feel like in Gran Turismo, you're, you're kind of accounting for how the cars behave when you, when, like, and you're, you're driving them accordingly. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm having a great time with it, and I I'm looking forward to playing more. It's it's totally doing its own bullshit thing, which I really appreciate. Right. Yeah, man, I, and I just I will always be completely impressed by just the presentation, the menus, and all of that in these Gran Turismo games, especially. Yeah. Especially this one. I mean, it's just so slick, so cool to to see just how it just looks. I, I don't know. Like, it's really hard to describe it overall, but I just love being in the menus of, of this game, which is just a very rare thing to have with a game. <laughs> yeah, it's a good menu. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's a menu that I will say is better than the PlayStation 5 UI. Yeah, it's it's honestly just it's so cool. It's so cool. Mm. I can't. I can't wait to play more of it myself. I'm really itching for it. Yeah. Uh, what else have you been spending your time with? If if we're done with Gran Turismo here. Yeah, I got. So, I mean, while well, you and I played a little bit more, it takes two last week. Oh um, yeah, that's, and, that's right. And that was that was fun. Did a whole other level. I think we have four left, from what I saw. Looking up four whole meaty levels. Um, so we still have a um, decent ways, I guess. A couple more hours left, but um, I enjoyed that one. You know, there's a lot of like mini games, carnival sort of events that we had to to work through uh, cooperatively, and I uh, I enjoyed that. You know, like grinding rails and having to call out signs so the other person can lift the sign up. Um, I thought that was that was cool. And then yeah, just story wise though, like holy shit. Those, wow! We're playing awful people. It is dark. That, there's, <laughs> yeah, we are these, playing awful. They should people, have never sure. gotten together. No, ever. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, like, mm, spoilers for a game that released last year. It takes two. We fucked that elephant up. Holy Dude. shit! Tort limb from limb. It was sad. It was sad. Honestly, makes me feel more than. You and know, then they when went you're fucking ki- mm. killing dudes in The Last of Us brutally. Like it's just it's sad, but yeah, go ahead. And then they went and fucking like danced under the tears of their daughter. Like what the fuck? What's yeah. wrong with you people? Yeah. 
Yeah, we're gonna make our daughter cry, and then we're gonna go get divorced. Which will definitely not have a bad impact on her at all. <laughs> no, no. Oh God. Yeah, it's it's it goes it's going places, man. It's uh it's dark for sure. No way in hell this is a family game. And honestly, I feel like you know the gameplay of this game is so good, but it shouldn't have won Game of the Year just because of this fucking book. Oh too. God! It's just awful. Like every time there might be like a. You know, a moment in the story, and you're like, oh, man, damn, wow. And then he shows up. He's like, hey, what are you doing, man? And it's like, oh, God, go away. And you're so stereotypical. Just stop. Stop. That's definitely the worst part of it, in my opinion, is that character. Yeah. (coughs) Yeah. Um, I guess what we have to say here is uh, fuck books. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. So that was cool. Looking forward to playing more of that. But um, finished uh, Psychonauts two. Okay. And that was that was fun. Um, the last two levels were really really neat. Uh, and in the story had a some good twist to it. Um, and then yeah, I mean every level in this game, uh, s- some are better than others, but just stylistically like with the visuals and then gameplay just crazy how much variety it, it this game has and how it just kept throwing new mechanics at you that were fun overall it just it felt straight up like a Mario game and and just it was just constantly fresh throughout the whole game and uh it was it was cool and then uh the final boss was not as exciting as i thought it was going to be um, it was a little bit, it was a little difficult, but not, you know, I still never died during a boss fight, but, uh, it was, it was okay. The final boss fight, I just didn't really feel too much at the end of it, but overall, I mean, I, I do think the game is, is great and worth playing through and, and I, I very much enjoyed myself playing it. Uh, it's not without some, some faults in the game, but I think they're rather minor to be honest with you. So I feel like. If I would have played this game before we did Game of the Year, it probably would have made my top five. Probably towards the bottom oh. of it, but but I liked it. Um, and then the last thing I played, and this is going to be weird, is I played Grid Legends. Uh, oh, is that the new one? Yeah. So the, is it, that the FMV game? Yes. FM. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the only reason why I even gave this a shot is because EA Play is part of Game Pass, and this is on Game Pass for a 10-hour trial. Um, and I'm like, fuck it, why not? And I started playing, and I'm like, wow, this is uh, something else because of the story mode is really all I played. And yeah, all the cutscenes are their full motion video, like live-action cutscenes with actual actors. One, I, I don't really recognize too many of them except one of them is a character in the netflix show sex education which is a really good show um but it's so corny it's so corny that it's kind of awesome um and it's uh yeah just a lot of like really overly dramatic stuff really um and i applaud them for trying something new with this 
But overall, I'm not overly invested in it at all. But um, the gameplay of that game is fine. It has that more kind of in the middle of the road, like simulation feel, but not super arcadey either. Um, and it's made by Codemasters, so it has that good feel that the F1 games have, uh, but definitely not as as real. You know, you know, because it's a little bit more of an arcadey game, but not exactly. Um, and it's definitely not no Gran Turismo either uh, in terms of cars and handling. But it's a fun time to just race around some of these tracks. Some of them are in cities and kind of you know, it's kind of neat just to, to just to race, really. And a lot of the story mode events so far are just like you have to beat this dude or you have to finish fifth or higher or you're in a a multi-class event and you're, you know, you're in the faster cars, but the other cars are just way ahead of you because they started quicker and you got to track them down and finish like third or higher or something like that. Really, that's all it kind of is with the story mode, which has been, been fun. It's not hard at all either. And I've put it on expert difficulty and I'm still blowing by dudes like crazy. I think the next difficulty is the highest, which is legend difficulty. So if you have any experience playing racing games and want to play this one, I very much recommend just turning it up, like, right away. Um, because some of those first events, you know, I usually keep it on, like, normal or something just to to see what kind of difficulty level the AI's already at, and then just crank it up from there, and man, it was, those first few events are so boring. Um, but recently it's been a little bit better, but yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, it's a fine game. I don't have much more to say than that. It feels fun to play. The story mode is just corny as hell. But I'll probably finish it, um, the story mode, because I think there's 36 events. And honestly, they're pretty short, so I'm already like halfway through the game. Um, so I'll probably finish that. But honestly, I'm more looking forward to putting a lot more time in Grand Turismo. But yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, all right, I forgot to mention something about Gran Turismo, and I'm going to get grilled if I don't. Microtransactions are bad. Yeah, I I have not looked into them myself, but I've read about them in some of the articles online, and they seem very expensive. Yes, um, <laughs> they are. There are some cars in the game that if you were to purely just... Uh, do microtransactions to acquire would cost you forty dollars. Wow! To buy a car in Gran Turismo. Yikes! That now that's not nuts. how I'd play the game. No. And that's not how I recommend anyone play a game. You should not just pay to unlock everything. Like, come no. on, play play no. the video game. Um. But yeah, like there are some very expensive cars in there, and the microtransactions don't seem worth it. Like, it. It almost seems explicitly like, hey, you can buy credits, but, like, you're just shoveling money at us, so right. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like those are for, like, the the whales out there, like the real whales out yeah. there who don't have time to play video games but still want to have things in their video game. Right. Ah. Yeah, that's uh, that's not, not good. I mean, just for... Just for some cars, you're basically almost paying the price of the game that you just bought. Uh-huh, I mean, uh-huh. That is just bad. It's really 
that's not good at all. It's almost like you shouldn't interact with that system. I hope that I hope that's intentional. I hope they intend for people to not use the microtransactions. Yeah. Because I feel like the experience, like at least so far for me playing Gran Turismo, um, is that they want you to go through these menu books and unlock cars at their pay at the pace that they designed. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, you could go outside of that, but like, what? It, it very much seems like they want you to just do those menu book items. Right. All right. Do you yeah, have anything else? No, that's it. I, I wanted to play more Horizon, but just did not not get a chance. And I'm also probably going to just try to fucking bang out Life is Strange this week. Because if I don't, then I, I don't know when I'll get, get to it. So I'm going to try to do that too. Because I'm mm. on the third episode. Okay. So, yeah, that's 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 all I got. So, what what about you, Tyler? You need to play Elden Ring with me. I have been so tempted, but man, I I just don't know. I just don't know. How is it? He should play the. It's continuing to surprise me with just the variety of things that I'm seeing in this video game. Trifinger butthole. What? It's just everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> that message. Oh, okay. you haven't seen this online. I have not. <laughs> oh, so do you know how in Souls games that uh, other players can get yeah, behind messages? I, I do. Do you know that? Yes. So, try finger butthole is everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Is it just something random that's spread throughout the game, or does it have some sort of weird meaning in the game? Um, not really. They put them behind NPCs sometimes. <laughs> um, like they're it, it's mostly jokes. It's all it's all jokes, really. It's all jokes when they, when they say that. Like there's you aren't putting fingers anywhere except like I, I mean this game has fingers, has fingers. Like you're working like in in your hub area. You got the two fingers. The and that's some kind of weird entity that grants you powers and shit. It's weird. Um, like, the system by which you visit other worlds is around these fingers. It's, yeah, a lot of finger stuff. Um, but Trifinger Butthole is just a jokey message that people have been putting everywhere. It's <laughs> um, awesome. And, I mean, and the other thing is a Hidden Path Ahead. And then usually preceded by liar ahead, because a lot of times people people imply that there is a hidden like hidden path, which means uh, the, the uh, an illusory wall might be there that you just have to hit with an attack and it'll disappear. And through I want to say like the first area, there's none of that. I finally got to an area where there's actually illusory walls. So now I'm hitting every wall with my weapon to see if it's fake. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm having a great time. I, in my experience with Elden Ring, it's it's been very strange. Sometimes I'll come up against a boss and bang my head up against it for a few minutes, and then I'll switch to a weapon that I almost never use in the open world, and just kill it in like my first two or three attempts. Oh wow. <laughs> um. Because some bosses are, you know, susceptible to status effects, which I don't necessarily play around with, but the idea of being a status-based character 
is kind of tempting. I kind of want to do it. Because you have bleed, you have frost, you have poison, and you have rot. Um, I think there are others as well. Uh, but, like, it's... It's amazing. Like, sometimes you think you know what you're doing. <laughs> and then you run into a boss that makes you have to rethink how you're playing the game. And, you know, I, I, I really enjoy that. There's there's a lot of that in this game. Uh, a lot of platforming as well. A lot of horse platforming, which surprised me. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I mean, the horse doesn't control the greatest. But, you know, it's another thing you can do in the game. It's it's fun, um, and yeah, I, I've I've uh, upgraded from a spear to a great spear, which is a colossal weapon, which means uh, it hits really hard. It makes them stagger a lot. It's just huge. Ooh. The spear is about as long as my horse is. Uh, so yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, yeah, I've I've fought a lot of a lot of different bosses. I haven't fought another story boss yet. I've kind of just been exploring out. Uh, there's this area called Kalid, which is this area infected by the Scarlet Rot. It looks like hell. It is just the most disgusting place imaginable. And then I went in a different direction, uh, uh, Liernia, um, which is kind of like this old, like it's got a blue tinge, an arcane tinged swamp area. Um, and, yeah, it's, that area is weird, like, there are these weird, like, alien-looking people, uh, it's, yeah, there, there's a lot, there, there'll be dragons out in the world, it's, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of video game here, I don't, I think I might be playing Elden Ring for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I almost want to start over and start with a different character class, but I heard there's a respec option, and I want to... I want to go look and see what that's about. I okay. respect my character and so I don't have to start over. Yeah. That would suck. But if you were to if you were to play, I'd start I'd start a new character and, you know, play co-op with you. Yeah, isn't the co-op like don't you have to like f- oh, use it's a pain items? Yes. It's stuff? a pain in yes, you have to use items. Uh you have to use passwords. Yeah. I don't <laughs> understand that. I I just don't like <laughs> Why not just make your game co-op and make it easy? It just makes no sense to me. Make it easy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm asking Are you the suggesting wrong thing. that FromSoft make their game easy? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not suggesting the game gets easy, just you playing with a friend. bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they should also put a, put a easy mode in just, you know, so more people can, uh, you know, experience the game. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, Dude, but yes, they should definitely make their systems more easy to work with. <laughs> I am that person that if they had difficulty options in any of those games, I would probably be all over them. I just think they're so cool and just, yeah, they just re- require a lot of time. Uh, do you think honestly that I would like Elden Ring? I think I could guide you in a direction that makes you like Elden Ring. Mm, okay. I'm not sure if I just dropped you in there alone. You would like it, like that's total crapshoot. I'm not sure if I if if that's the right way for you to play it. Uh, I think if I were there to guide you, we could have a fun time playing Elden Ring, God. and I might get you addicted to the Souls combat, <laughs> and yeah. I might get you to 
go back and play old other from soft games <laughs> along the way. Yeah, I, I, I just yeah, I just keep hearing so much about this game, seeing stuff. It just looks so cool that I'm I'm tempted to give it a shot, but I think I'm just gonna wait a while just because maybe till the summer or something because there's just so much that I want to play mm. right now. But okay, man, what's what's the coolest thing you think you've experienced in this game or? ran into or whatever that you're just like that was just unbelievably cool oh god um, <laughs> yeah no, no, right, no i'll just go i'll just go i'll just go with something uh, recent that i found uh-huh. uh and it meet like almost immediately died too uh so there was this big dragon like enormous dragon like this dragon was probably the size of a oh man probably the size of grocery store like think Wegmans it was probably that big oh wow this dragon (laughs) and it was just laying there surrounded by other like a dump truck sized dragons (laughs) wow and it woke up and screamed and then all those other dump truck sized dragons fucking annihilated me (laughs) Jesus that sounds that sounds so cool Wow. I mean, the scale is just amazing. Like, the scale of this game. Like, the, the you, you see the size of some of these enemies, and you're like, by God, how am I going to cut that down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm having a great time with it. I think... I think the people who are curious about this game should give it a shot. Uh, yeah. And that's where I am with it. Yeah, and, and the reason why I'm also like just partly intrigued is, you know, the game is apparently difficult, like a Souls game, and that's fine, but it's more like, yeah, you run into a wall over here, just go somewhere else. Like, you can just go somewhere else that maybe you're leveled for, or whatever, grind up, come back to that area. Whereas, like, the Souls games before Elden Ring you're kind of just going to the same place like over and over and over again until you kind of get it or you grind over, you know, grind and over level yourself, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Just the openness of this game just seems to maybe help, I guess, with some of that difficulty potentially. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I, I really think I know the class I could get you to play that would have you get through a lot of this game. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and I I think I think I know how to do it. Okay. <laughs> also, I'm not sure how opposed you are to guides. But uh, no, you know, if you wait all. if you wait long enough there there's gonna be guides that'll help you. And if you wanted to go back to other Souls games, there are guides that'll like pretty much walk make you walk through the game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not opposed to to guides or looking shit up at all. Yeah. It's a little bit early for Elden Ring. There's a yeah. lot of game there. And yeah. God bless all the guides writers. Ooh. Like Yeah. They, they're doing they're doing the real work out here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the people's champions. Alright. That's that's enough about video games. Let's get into video game news. And, you know, the most relevant video game news that I can think of is uh, consolidation. In this, in this case, it's Epic Games buying Bandcamp. 
Yeah. I saw this news and I was like, what the fuck? Are there any good companies left out there? Are there any good independent companies out there anywhere? Any good independent platforms for artists? No, there isn't. No, I don't understand this purchase at all. And Mm -hmm. as someone, I don't do it as much anymore, but, you know, likes to purchase music and support smaller bands and artists. You know, I just, this kind of worries me a little bit because Bandcamp was in the music world, like, one of the last places you can go to to sell your music directly to people who want to buy it and make money off of it. Yeah. You know, bands don't make it, unless you're a big band, don't make a lot of money off of streaming. Uh, You don't make a lot of money selling music in stores anymore. You basically just have to tour. And I've bought some stuff off off of Bandcamp Bandcamp just because that's, in, in some ways, that's, some bands uh, only use Bandcamp because they make more of that money. And so I do do worry about that. They keep saying that they're going to operate normally as they are now, but things change, you know, after a year, two, three, potentially. And, and I just don't understand what Epic wants with this. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean... Yeah, they bought harmonics. (laughs) Maybe. And they bought harmonics, and I don't know, maybe there's something there. But even then, they said that harmonics is going to be making music for Fortnite, which is like, what? Why? Um, I don't know, man. There's got to be some master strategy to this, but I do just overall, I I don't like this purchase at all. It's just weird. I mean, maybe, I mean, Epic's a big company. Epic is currently in a fight with Apple. Mm -hmm. Is this just them trying to fight with Apple? I don't know. I don't know how much this hurts Apple or helps Epic in that fight either. I mean, because... if they eventually change it into what Apple Music is and just have their Epic Music, like, that that definitely tries to take a chunk out of Apple. It does. It does. Bandcamp's just different, though, because there's some... There's a lot of artists that are on Bandcamp that you can't even buy their music on, on Apple. iTunes or whatever, like... So, do they try to create something out of that? Epic? On Epic's end? Maybe, but... With so many independent artists, I think that might be a little more challenging, but it could be neat. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's also maybe a case that maybe Epic wants to work with indie musicians and owning Bandcamp makes that easier. Maybe. Maybe. But I don't understand why you would have to buy Bandcamp just to work with independent musicians. Like, if you told an independent musician, hey, we want your music in Fortnite, I'm sure they would be just ecstatic to do that Mm. because of that exposure. I I don't know. Don't necessarily need to own own that, but maybe there's something to that, what you're saying. It's, I don't know, it's just so weird. 
Because if they made, because you can, you can stream. I think it's it's up to the artist, but you can stream their music on Bandcamp, like off their page. I don't think you can do that with every artist because I think it's kind of up to them how they set that up. So, but with that streaming, like you, I just feel Bandcamp is a service where most of the money goes to the artists and. If you were to make a streaming service out of that, you still would have to go that way, or else a lot mm. of those artists will just leave, and then you won't have anything. I, I don't know. It's just, how does this relate to video games? That's why I don't understand. And maybe it doesn't. Maybe they just wanted to get Bandcamp to get Bandcamp. I don't know. Yeah. I will say, yeah. though, there are worse companies, I feel, that could have bought Bandcamp out there. Um you know, Epic seems to be, you know, because they've purchased Psionics, um, Harmonix, the um, uh, Fall Guys developer. I'm blanking on the name, but, and they've seemed to let those teams just do what they do and, you know, just kind of let them flourish uh, still. So hopefully that's still the case with Bandcamp, but there's always more behind some of these purchases over time. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a hard one to understand, and maybe maybe things will become clearer later this year or next yeah. year, you know, whenever Epic gets its claws in. Yeah. When does Epic Games drop the games portion from their name? Hmm. Huh. You know what I mean? Like... When they make... Hmm. When they make an Unreal Engine operating system for phones. <laughs> That wouldn't surprise me if that happened one day. Um, just because it seems like they're trying to do more than... Because when you say Epic Games, I think of you know them as a developer. And you know now they have their store. They're going to publish games and act as a publisher. Now they have Bandcamp, which might not have any relation to video games at all. Just... A, a rebrand of that company would not surprise me if that happens in the in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. I mean, the news does get worse. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've, I've decided to split this up into two two kind of categories for me. Um. This first group here, I mean, and this is all relating to uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. These first three stories I have are, like, the totally performative, not doesn't mean much, but, like, they're just kind of doing a thing to say they did a thing, uh, which I think is, like, a, a cowardly move. Uh, so Gran Turismo 7 is not, on, not, a, not for sale in Russia anymore. Uh, Microsoft is suspended sales of Xbox products in Russia and EA has removed Russian teams from NHL and FIFA 22. All of which are moves that I think like kind of don't help. Like what what do they materially do other than signal to the world your stance on something? Like it it doesn't make much sense like to look at these and say, "Oh yeah, we're being good guys by not by not selling stuff in Russia, like, I mean, whatever. Like, how does that help anyone in Ukraine? Yeah. (laughs) 
I'm, I'm kind of with you there. I think maybe the, the thought behind it is this further, and, and I think the den is overall small, if anything, it, I guess could maybe hurt Russia's economy, but um, I think overall it, it just kind of hurts the people of Russia more than anything with some stuff I, like this. And that's overall what a lot of sanctions end up doing. Anyway, yeah. especially when the top of Russia is just, you know, they all are billionaires. They does, like, they aren't going to feel any of this. No. No, it's all going to be the people who now, you know, their life savings is fucking worthless. You know, because of the, the Russian ruble, like, being worth nothing and all sorts of stuff. It's like, <laughs> so I, I, overall, I don't, don't 100% know what this does. And, and when it comes to... But I'm sure there's something to it, for for sure. I'm I'm no expert on any of this stuff. But man, I lost my train of thought. They'll come back to me. Go ahead with whatever you're gonna say. Oh, I was just gonna move on to like the the, the next three, which yeah, uh, go for it. Hey, some some video game developers have decided to actually materially support the people who are suffering in the Ukraine. Uh, one of which, uh, John Romero. <laughs> You might know from Doom uh, has created a Doom 2 wad, uh, which you can uh, also donate from his webpage here. Uh, donate to, uh, I believe, the uh, Ukrainian Red Cross uh, and the UN Emergency Response Fund. Um, and yeah, and that, that, that money is going to go to try to help the people of Ukraine and fund humanitarian efforts. Uh, so, yeah, good on him. A new yeah, Doom cool. Two level. <laughs> yeah, that's that. I honestly think that's that is really cool. It's a cool way to raise money for sure. Yeah, uh, and then let's see what else do we have. Uh, this War of Mine developers, Eleven uh, Bit Studios, has donated uh, nearly seven hundred thousand dollars. I believe uh, all the sales of This War of Mine and Frostpunk ha- have. It recently have been all the proceeds from that have been gone into this fund to uh, aid Ukrainians who are currently uh, either trying to get out or trying to survive in Ukraine. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, it's a lot of money. And then and then another impact of of this is uh, GSC Game Game World has uh, has has very understandably stopped developing Stalker Two for the moment. Uh, because like, it's it's not the important thing in their mind <laughs> right now. Which you know, fair. Yeah. Like, we might not get Stalker Two till next year now, but that's okay. <laughs> because I feel like it would be pretty tone deaf to release a Stalker game while a, while Russia is invading Ukraine or other parts of Eastern Europe. Right, and I think. Isn't this studio they're based out of Kiev, right? This is a U- uh, Ukrainian studio, I believe. So yeah, I, I think so. Them yeah. obviously not going to work on the game makes sense because you know it's just they're just trying to live. You know, yes. <laughs> we are not going to the office that uh, Russia might indiscriminately bomb. Yeah, yeah. Your boss is mad at you because you're not coming to work, and it's like, well. I don't know. I don't know about that, man. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, it, this wouldn't surprise me if Stalker gets more delays, and that's totally, totally fine. I mean, I just hope we end up getting the game. To be honest with yeah. you. Um, so yeah, best, best to all of them, and I think some of these efforts are really, really great. I've seen some other ones too, and yeah, I think all this, all this stuff is is great. I saw <laughs> on the way home Friday, yeah, and. An old lady, older lady, was outside on the corner at this one intersection and just had a sign that said, Honk if you support Ukraine. And that's it. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't like she was trying to raise money or anything like that. And I'm like, look, I support Ukraine, but there's a lot of cars at this intersection. And people get very, very mad when you start honking your fucking horn. That's a really weird sign to have out. Like, let's do something else. Um, so I just thought that was kind of a, a funny, funny one there. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and then we have another list here of like all these developers and what, what they're doing to support Ukraine. I mean, there's there's some big names on here of uh, Remedies out here donating some money. Mm-hmm. We've got Bloober team who's based in Poland who's trying to do what it's. Well, they're one of the ones who just kind of pulled their digital sales from. Uh, Russia and Belarus, but yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, Pokemon, the Pokemon company is is uh, pledging support for the people of Ukraine. Yeah, donating two hundred grand. Got Devolver Digital out here. Uh, putting out a tweet with with some links that it's not just a tweet, but they 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 did put some links out there to where you can donate. Um, but yeah, like it seems like a lot of people in the video game community, a lot of the Big names out there, Bungies out here, uh, doing stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to see. Um, I just, yeah, I, I worry that like none of it's going to matter because Putin doesn't give a shit. Uh, Putin's gonna be like, stop playing video games and uh, help me take over the rest of Eastern Europe. Right. Yeah, he's a. Uh... He is a fucking madman that has a lot of nuclear weapons, which is scary. Yeah. Um, Also, too, I believe EA removed Russian teams from uh, FIFA and NHL. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Oh, did you? Sorry. Yeah. Was that put? Makes sense. You know, and I think like, yeah, FIFA's not a great organization either, but FIFA is not allowing them to compete. For the World Cup this year, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, UEFA uh, moved the Champions League final out of Saint Petersburg. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Definitely do what you can to support, for sure. Yeah, and uh, try not to pull your hair out. Try not to like th- this is a very stressful thing. Like I. The prospect of, of nuclear weaponry uh, in the hands of someone who has shown that he's going to lie about shit, like he's bombing, like they had a truce for uh, a uh, hum- humanitarian avenue, like for, for people to, for humanitarian aid to get through, and uh, they, they've they uh, sent uh, cruise missiles on that, uh, so yeah, right. Russia can't be trusted to... Uh, you can't take them at their word, um, especially not Putin. 
Um, and yeah, it's it's scary. Like, <laughs> it you could very easily fuck a lot of shit up. Yeah. On a whim. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the scariest part of all. To be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last two pieces of news. <laughs> Which aren't yeah. nearly as serious. Um, maybe I should have paced this out a little bit differently. Yeah, and in the grand scheme of war, just completely The least important things. <laughs> yeah. Housemark is making a new video game. It's not a sequel to Returnal, but I like Housemark games, and I want to see what they do. Yeah. I agree. I mean, they're working for Sony now. Right. So they certainly will have have the money behind them. Um, I'm, I'm curious what they'll do. You know, is this because with Returnal, they stepped away from an arcade style, even though that had, like, the fast-paced gameplay that some of their other ones have had? So are they going to keep that? Um, are they going to do another roguelike sort of game? Another... Um, Shooter. I mean, uh, yeah. I think there's just a lot of, a lot of possibilities, which is the most exciting part, to be honest with you. Because Returnal was just such a big step for this studio. After they were not doing very well at all, you know, after like Next Machina and Matterfall and titles like that, um, that just didn't sell well. So, yeah, I'm curious what they'll do now that they are 100% under Sony and. You know, I'm sure they'll have all the time in the world to make a cool game. Yeah, it's a, a brand new IP. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious what they do. I, I like Alienation was like a a neat idea. Like they had a kind of a Diablo like thing yeah. going on there. Right. I'd like them to like maybe explore that a little bit, but who who knows? Yeah, just just I let mean, them, let them do what they want to do. Yeah, that that could be cool. You know, maybe something like that in, like, a third-person shooter sort of mode. Because I think that game also didn't have loot in it. Yeah, it had loot. Right? Yeah, like, loot and... I mean, there's there's all sorts of stuff you could do with that. Um, yeah, I'm down. New IP is also always a good thing. All right. Uh, and lastly here, Resident Evil 2... Three, the two and three remakes, and Resident Evil Seven are getting upgrades for the PlayStation Five. And uh, I mean, they're, they're going to look better. That's what it is. That's all it is. They're going to look and play better. Yeah. Yeah, this is cool. In, uh, I very much recommend playing two and seven. Those are great yeah. games. Uh, three is fine if you just want more Resident Evil. It's overall. Yeah. You know, after you play 2, it's not that exciting. Um, but man, 2 and 7 are just so good. Um, so getting more, you know, better frame rate. Those games already look really gross. And to have them look even more gross with new updated visuals, like, man. Yeah, I'm curious if they're going to update Resident Evil 7 for the next VR headset. Mmm, that's a good idea. I didn't think of that. And that would make sense, for sure. That would be awesome. And, and like, yeah, it just makes me wonder of, with that, like, do they do an upgraded version of 7 and maybe Sony has, um, you know, secretly Capcom's working with Sony on a Resident Evil 8 in VR. 
Yeah, that, I mean, that, that'd be cool. system or something. That, that'd be really neat. Yeah. I mean, that's video game news. Yeah. I don't, the, I don't think we have anything else. Now, the only other thing that I saw, but there's just not much to it, because uh, it is a leaker that has leaked prominent things before, but there's a rumor that Sly Cooper and Infamous are being rebooted. Huh. But they didn't really give much details of who could be doing it. Um, does hmm. any of that excite you, if if possible? You know, Sly Cooper's the one. Yeah. I feel like Sly Cooper deserves its due. Um, and, you know, like I mean, when, when you think of like the other franchises that have been rebooted, it kind of makes sense, Sly Cooper would be the one like from that ps2 era of character platformers yeah right i'd be in for it right so this comes from account ngt on twitter they also leaked the star wars uh quantic dream project that ended up being true and then recently warner brothers was going to put out another fantastic beast trailer but then i got delayed and uh, all sorts of stuff and that turned out to be true so um that's where this is coming from and saying that, yeah, new Sly and Infamous are in development. I, I agree with you. Sly's the one that I want. I mean, I think there's a place for another Infamous game, but Sony already has a lot of those sorts of games, of third-person, open-world action games. And Sly is Sly and his crew were just so, such awesome characters. I, I love all those games, and there's a lot of great potential there, I feel like, for that franchise. Man, yeah. just uh, I don't want to get too excited in case it never happens, but man, Sly Cooper's the one for me. Oh yeah, I mean, I Infamous was all right. Like, I I mean, I like those games fine enough, but like with as many superhero games that are happening, true. Yeah, I, even though it's not associated with any of that Marvel or DC stuff. Yeah, still, I don't think i need another superhero game yeah and honestly sony has like the ultimate one anyways with spider-man yeah. <laughs> yes the ultimate spider-man yeah haha mm. all right well yeah i think we're gonna go play video games i think that's that's a thing that's good for sunday afternoons i agree video games uh so we're gonna go do that but before we do i have to tell y'all a few different things one way is uh well one thing i have to tell you is to rate and review us on your podcast app that's that that that, that helps it, it gets us in the algorithm and we all love algorithms don't we oh, yeah. share us with your friends that's that's even better that way you know someone saw it uh <laughs> send us questions via email at playstation report podcast at gmail.com or via twitter at ps report podcast you can find me at the arctic sloth you can find tyler and his youtube channel at plugged on vids until next time be good to each other play your video games and vengeance